scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The best of players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down to Twisted Tuesdays at Denver Nuggets advance to the NBA Western Conference Finals, whether we can take it on the Los Angeles Lakers after beating the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, that's right. And if you would have told me uh, that the New York Islanders would uh, last longer in the hub than the Los Angeles Clippers were going to last in the bubble, let's say you've been crushing the four loco, uh, but uh, Clipper fans are crushing the four loco uh, right now, and they're feeling it. Uh, after being upset 15-1 to series uh, favorites coming into this against uh, the Denver Nuggets. Then upwards of 100-1. to Upwards of 100-1 to when they were up three games to one in what eventually turns out to be one of the biggest upsets in National Basketball Association playoff history. It doesn't feel like it, does it, though? You know, it's not like the Denver Nuggets are a bunch of stooges from the local YMCA Uh, It's not like, you know, they're Loyola, Chicago, um, and, you know, somehow, ooh, it's the Cinderella story or or anything like that. They're a damn good basketball team. They never should have been uh, that big of of underdogs. But the fact of the matter is that who the hell thought the Denver Nuggets were going to beat the Los Angeles Clippers? Kawhi Leonard, who was uh, on the verge of displacing LeBron James as the real king of the National Basketball Association, uh, major setback uh, for Kawhi after Kawhi Leonard puts a knife in the back of the Toronto Raptors. The basketball gods respond. And is there a more unlikable team than the Los Angeles Clippers? Like, does anyone feel bad for these guys? Hey, Montrezl Harrell, how 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 do you, how do you feel that you got lit up by Jokic? Uh, you know who's uh, who's the clown? Who's the punk ass now? Remember that? Uh, you know, like seriously, go down the list. Paul George mocking Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's like a million times better than you, bro. You just hooked up with Kawhi Leonard and you still choked. Yeah, yeah, Paul George. Oh, I'm depressed in the bubble. Yeah, you're running your mouth to other people after they miss shots. You're a clown. Um, you know, Morris, look at Morris, like, punking out on the Dallas Maverick players. Patrick Beverly always trying to injure people. The only cool dude on that team is Doc Rivers. What a shame. L.A. is a Laker town. Palmer's finding that out. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Sports Rage late night level two. And we got a lot of stuff. This show's just flying by. Quickest 120 minutes sports uh, as always. Um, Kawhi Leonard bounced uh, from the National Basketball Association playoffs. And isn't there a sense of irony a little bit that Kawhi Leonard is the only MVP of the of the finals to leave a championship team. And think about that. He could have just said, all right, listen, I'll, we'll go year by year here. I'll sign another year deal and, like, you know, we'll, we'll go. Like, who doesn't come back to try to repeat? And let, let me tell you, Kawhi Leonard, 
and we heard this from different people, when Kawhi Leonard was all wasted and stuff, partying with the Raptors, he told people that. He actually told other guys on the team that, that he said, you know, yeah, I'm not signing like a five-year deal or anything, but we'll, you know, we got to rerun this thing type of stuff. And I guess they all cheered like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Well, you know, year by year, we'll, we'll go for it again next year. Of course, there was a big power play. He ends up uh, he he ends up leaving. I don't know. Listen, I don't. I'm not going to hate on a guy for leaving a team. It's a business. I get it. Kawhi Leonard has been in the league a long time. He'd never been in control of what city he was going to live in before. But with that being stated, I don't know, man. Seems to me like it's pretty bad karma and it's pretty cocky to leave a championship team. And the the irony that the Toronto Raptors without Kawhi Leonard made it to the second round, Game Seven. Kawhi Leonard without the Toronto Raptors. Made it to the second round, game seven. Let's bring in Tony Finn uh, right now from Las Vegas. And Vegas is definitely, um, you know, still in awe of what went down uh, tonight. The Denver uh, Nuggets, uh, Tony, come back not once but twice from a 3-1 series deficit in these playoffs. And like I said earlier, and I tweeted this out, it doesn't feel like it's one of the biggest upsets ever. It's not like, the you know, the Generals beating the Globetrotters here. But the fact is, Man, that was a bad number that was out there because the Clippers were minus 1,500 favorites in this series, Tony. Massive upset. How you doing tonight, Tony? Good, sir. Good. Good to be with you. Uh, and you couldn't, to me, more. I, I agree with you. I think it's a, it's a huge upset in my orbit. I have spoke to this, this series several times, and all things being equal, this, this Clippers team is 10 points better on, on a subpar night. Than Denver, so I tweeted like you said. I I did some tweeting tonight too. I I basically said that that Malone and his group are being held hostage here in Area 51 somewhere, and don't trust the the Denver Nuggets and the rosters out there right now because they are on a, a a mission, NBA dominance, absolutely. Yeah, you know the Clippers on paper were supposed to be the best team, but they never were, right? And we can throw out the home nope. court and all that. Thing with the Clippers, and I followed them closely throughout the year. They never fully got on track. You know, like some teams, some teams were hurt. Like the Milwaukee Bucks were really hurt by the shutdown. Some teams were helped. Some teams were hurt, et cetera. The Clippers were kind of hurt in a sense. The Clippers stumbled out of the gate early. They were okay, but they weren't great early. I remember Kawhi got mad around Christmas time. He doesn't talk publicly much, but he basically stated, you know, these guys just think because we put our jerseys on that, you know, we're going to win a championship because of the roster that we have. Like, we've got to, like, start paying attention to detail. You can't just do, you know, you've got to put it together in a regular season. You can't just do it in the playoffs and expect to win. They heeded his message, Tony. And I remember leading up to the pandemic before everything got shut down, the Clippers were murdering people. And, you know, it was starting to come together for them. Then they had the shutdown, and then you think about the bubble, Tony. I mean, Lou Williams goes to a strip club. Uh, Montrez Harrell was in and out of the bubble like it was a strip club. You know what I mean? Like, he was in, he was out. Oh, I'm leaving again. I'll be back. Um, you know, Beverly, same thing. I don't know, man. You know, Paul George, you know, talking about anxiety, and I'm not mocking him for that, but I find it amusing that Paul George is a jackass and mocks Damian Lillard for missing a free throw. But there was a lot of drama around the team, it seemed. I don't know. Doc Rivers doesn't seem, you know, didn't seem to care all that much. Kawhi Leonard, it wasn't as hungry as he was last year. We can go on about the Clippers, but 
They never had good chemistry, Tony. Long way, long-winded way of putting it, bro. I don't think they had good team chemistry. This team. I don't think they like each other very much. Uh, lesson learned for me, at least, uh, chemistry is a big part of my NBA tournament or playoff handicapping, and that is coaching and chemistry. Those two things are, are high up on my list, Gabe. And this time I made kind of an exception for the Clippers. This is a veteran team that has a role players, as you just mentioned, Beverly, great defensively, not the best offensive guy, but a guy you want always available, and he wasn't available all year. Uh, this team didn't have all their pieces together throughout the whole year, but you're right. Going into the pandemic, into the bubble, or at least into the going dark for four months, they were playing the best ball in the NBA. And it's almost like they had to start over again uh, in the bubble. They were, never were really dominant like they were at the end of uh, at the beginning of March. And long story short on that is is uh, chemistry is important. This team didn't seem like they cared. They seemed lackadaisical. They seemed lazy at times. They seemed like they didn't care. They didn't, have, they didn't appear to have the passion that Denver did for certain. And I meant, I talked to Teddy Cover, Severinsky, you know Teddy, and, and we talked about this team and, and their chemistry, and uh, is there a leader? Is, uh, Paul George isn't a leader. He's not a guy that a bunch of people are going to stand behind and follow. Is Kawhi that leader? And uh, Teddy's answer was this. I, he said, I don't think this team needs one. I mean, this is a veteran, a laden veteran team that, that shouldn't need a leader. That, that, that be leading, uh, at least the leadership should be actions, what you do on the court. But uh, you're spot on. Here it is. Kawhi is a leader, Tony, in a sense of it's a yeah. good point, but Kawhi, exp- you know, Kawhi doesn't talk, bro, right? He right. doesn't talk to anybody at the best of times. Like, he doesn't talk to people, like, literally and figuratively. Like, it's not like guys, oh, in the room, he's a big laughing guy behind the scenes. He's not. Like, he doesn't talk to his teammates that much even. He's friends with Paul George, but, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't talk to people much. He leads by example. Right. And that's the yeah. thing. If you look, and I knew it, I had a weird feeling about it. If you look at the Raptor players, Kyle Lowry sort of like the Raptor players were dedicated to winning. You know what I mean? Ibaka, mm-hmm. Gasol, Lowry, Siakam, like they all were looking to Kawhi Leonard and sort of like, yes, and we're going to work as hard as him. And they had something to prove the Raptors over the years of their disappointments. Though the clip, like Kawhi's there, but like put it this way, like last year, when they're in a playoff run, no one on the Raptors went to a strip club in the middle of the playoffs in a a pandemic. I know there was a pandemic, but you know what I mean? Like the Clippers weren't focused, bro. I think the Clippers just thought, look at the, look at the five that we have, man. Like, well, we're a dream team. We don't even need to play together. We're going to beat everyone easily. I think they really had that attitude and and it came back to bite them. And it wasn't just against Denver. I mean, look at some of those games against Dallas, Tony Dallas were hanging 135 on them, man. Yeah, yeah, the, you're right, and I have to, to defense to his to Kawhi's defense. He's not he's a guy you want in a panic situation because he's so emotionless. Uh, he's he's so level. You never see him get too high, never too low. And you're right, he is kind of a quiet. At least he appears to be a quiet guy that is supposed to lead by example. I think some of this, some of the blame or some of the. Uh, some of the accountability here has to go to Doc Rivers. I thought he did a poor job in game six of managing that game late when they get the lead, et cetera, et cetera, especially when it was defending in the paint. Uh, they didn't go to – Harold didn't have a very good series. He seemed to be distracted. Uh, they didn't use uh, 
they just doc didn't do the things that uh, that I give him credit for many times load management et cetera et cetera and guess what the Clippers are out Kawhi's out and uh, a lesson learned even a veteran laden team like this can lose to a, a Denver team that, that is is unheralded and playing far above their pay grade they're not that good a defensive team and look what they did to the Clippers. That's a good point. And you know what? The Lakers are a good defensive team. People don't talk about it, but can the Denver Nuggets now slay both Los Angeles basketball teams? We'll hit this on the other side with Tony Finn. I really wanted to get to some football as well. You know, it's funny. Like, if the Clippers would have won this game tonight, I don't think we would have been talking about basketball for two hours. But we just can't stop talking about it. It's just like, wow. Uh, But now the Denver Nuggets are getting the Los Angeles Lakers. I want to get Tony's take on, uh, on game one and the series, and we'll definitely get into some football. I'm going to get into the Sports Rage poll. What new rules, what new thing that we've seen in sports do you want to keep? We're going to hit that. we got a lot of responses. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, man, we can go on and on, but think about the Clippers. Great team on paper, and it's one of those deals where you're constructing a team, and guys, it takes a while, too. It's hard for teams just to win in the first year. Even, like, remember the big three in Miami and people, not that easy. They had a shortened season and stuff. So the Clippers, Kawhi's got a three-year deal there. Can they squeeze a championship out of this? I don't know. I think this might have been one of their better opportunities, to be honest. The Dallas Mavericks are really on the upswing, but Tony Tony Finn, wager talk uh, with us. So, Tony, just talking about the Lakers, yeah, on paper, you know, solid roster and stuff, but a lot of guys that are sort of the same personality, if you know what I mean, in which yes, a lot of bullies yeah. type of thing. You know what I mean? And not a lot of yes. guys that had won before, Tony. Like, besides Kawhi, who's won there? Paul George has run his mouth. He used to blame his teammates with the Pacers all the time. Oklahoma City, same crap, right? All right, and he's so cocky and stuff. It's like, bro, you know, you're all right. You joined Kawhi. You're running your mouth to Damian Lillard. So Paul George had never won anything. He's actually, you know, kind of tightened up in tight spots uh, before. Montrez Harrell, good player, but immature, kind of a jerk. Calls uh, Doncic a white boy punk and all that. You know, not not a serious dude. Good player, but just kind of a jackass. Uh, Beverly, great defensive player. One of the biggest jerks in the league, though. Let's just be real. You know, no one likes him. Cheap shot artist. Like, you go down the list, uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams, dude, has always been, you know, the guy's got two girlfriends at the same time. Like, he goes to strip clubs, like, in the middle of pandemics, and then he thinks it's cool. Remember, like, who does this? So he goes to the strip club after a funeral, and then during a pandemic, when he's supposed to be, like, in court whatever, just go right back, he, he... he, he apologizes for it after Tony. And then the other day, he copyrights the, the whole thing. He trademarked it. Yeah, you're real sorry, bro, right? Now you're going to, you know, you copyright the whole thing. Sweet Lou and the, and the whole strip club stuff. 
It's like, yeah, you're real serious thinking about uh, thinking about the Nuggets, aren't you? You know what I mean? They're, 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 just, they're just sort of clowns, man. I don't know. Doc Rivers seems to just sort of be like a dad type that's like, wow, if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. He didn't seem to be like, this is a just, you know what I mean? Yeah, we can go on about it, but I, yeah. what about a quick take on that of what I said? You can finish that, your take, and then get in. I want to ask you about Denver and the Lakers, but what's your take on my assessment of the Clipper personality? There's my Fraser Crane site, psych, um, psych breakdown. I, I think it's accurate, and it's a surprise to say the least that Doc doesn't. Doc's old school. You know, he's um, when he was even when he was Celtics, he had some players that were. You know, if a guy goes to the rim, um, then he's going to be on his ass, and he and he's going to get up and he's going to think twice about going to the rim again. You have those kind of players uh, in Miami with uh, with Jimmy Butler. You have those kind of players in Boston right now with Marcus Smart, tough, physical. Listen, that's the way Toronto plays too, as well. Tough, physical defense, and they're not they they aren't the kind of team. They're length, they're long, they're lanky, and they're going to defend hard. But they too might have been missing. Um, I, listen, let's give Lowry the credit uh, he's due too. He may be, he's a big part of why they won that championship last year, not just Kawhi, uh, because exactly. he may be that leader. And this year they were just just in over their head a little bit and didn't hit three pointers. But long story, listen, if you go to the NBA Finals, it, you need to be old school, the Larry Bird kind of thing. It, it, you don't you don't kiss you don't kiss your opponents at the circle at, at opening tip like Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. That's not how you win NBA championships. You do it with physical, tough, uh, uh, I'm a badass, and you're going to have to come take it from me kind of attitude. All right, so what's your uh, what's your take? Because people are going to automatically discount the Denver Nuggets again, of course. And yes. we had Steve Merrill on earlier, who I know uh, you do some work yeah. with. So we had Steve on earlier, and Steve was surprised when I told him that the uh, Lakers have opened up as uh, minus 500 favorites uh, on the strip uh, in Las Vegas. And that that's the number right now. So once again, the people aren't giving Denver um, Denver much love here. And we'll see which number, which way it goes now. But point spread is out. Uh, FanDuel has it up six and a half right now for game one. What's your take uh, on this series, uh, Nuggets and Lakers? There is no leadership problem on this Lakers. We all know who leads this team. It's LeBron. And while AD has, he has, in some, in many ways, shapes and forms, has an attitude of his own. It's not, not what you would want to see from your big in the paint. But that said, I, I believe I spoke to this the last time the Lakers when they finished out that series with uh, with Houston is that once they figure out, and let's give Vogel his credit as well on the bench. These coaching staff has done a good job with this team, and I think they're still missing that third option. Gabe, you know, that third score, reliable score, it, it's a mishmash uh, unit that, that they get that third scoring from somebody else. But um, as long as LeBron, they're going to have to. Moving forward, they're, they're going to be focused. To. Let me tell you, focused and ready. I know, and it goes to show how great LeBron really is. And you see Kawhi going down, like you said, how LeBron just sort of carries these teams and gets to the finals yeah. as much as he does. Um, I tell you, though, Jokic matches up with that. He's a bad, he, no one can stop this guy. Right. And Jamal Murray oh, is, has been damn good. And Jokic has been unbelievable. So, like, I almost want to say the two on two, Jokic and Murray versus LeBron and AD, you definitely have to give the advantage. I get it. And as you stated as well, you know, it's funny. The Lakers, it's a good point. The Lakers players on paper, when you, know, you look at the Clippers, you think, nah, the Clippers are better. 
But as we just talked about, chemistry. The difference is the Lakers like each other. They do. Like, LeBron actually does hang out with them, and they go out to dinner together, and they'll go to a club together. You know, they crack jokes and play jokes on each other and stuff, the Lakers. Like, it's a much looser atmosphere than the Clippers. And that's one thing about Kawhi Leonard. He leads by his intensity, but also his intensity can create tension as well, right? They're not cracking jokes. They're not laughing it up and stuff. It's a different just sort of element. And as you stated, LeBron, there's no lack of leadership with the Lakers in any sense or of the imagination. Not to mention the league, come on, L.A. versus Boston. I mean, Miami, good luck getting a call in game two, guys. Come on, man. Lakers, that's, and Tony, that's what the NBA was built on. L.A., because don't tell me that they yes. right now the NBA doesn't want the Lakers versus Boston in the finals, bro. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, come on, man. They, they, if they haven't had it since those days, they would love nothing more uh, than that. Like we said, you know it. They built the NBA on that stuff in the 80s, man. They like nothing more. Trust me, they don't want Denver and Miami. I tell you that much. No. No, in fact, you I can guarantee you there's a couple certainties. One of them is what you just mentioned, and that is they definitely want to see L.A. and Boston. And Pat Riley right now is on the phone saying, listen, I am – I'm." If you get if you give Danny Ainge one effing call in this series, it's, it's wrong. I'm in your lap because those two they don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point actually. With the they Lakers, don't like each other. Okay. You got uh, you got Pat Riley who was actually with the Lakers uh, in in that uh, right in that run, uh, right? So yeah, you know I know that man. They like I said that's you know Larry Bird and uh, and Magic Johnson. That's what totally built it. So they actually played too. Um, they played in the late two in the late tens as well. It feels like it was forever ago, right? Uh, 2008, 2010. Yeah. So um, you know, the, the lead, like I said, it's been over what 12 years now. Yeah, 2012. 10, 10, 10, 11 years. Yeah, 2012 was a classic series. Yeah. So they would like um, always always big ratings. When these teams play, you know, the, the Knicks are never going to get there, right? They're always like, the, it's like the baseball one, like the Dodgers and the Yankees, right? Like the Dodgers and Yankees hasn't happened since 81. That's sort of the the ultimate TV, you know, yeah, that's that's what, you know, the dream matchup. The Knicks versus Lakers, it has, you know, it's not going to happen. Boston versus the Lakers from an NBA historical perspective has always, you know, has always been a special uh, series. But I, I'd like to shake it up. I think it'd be cool to have Denver and Miami. Well, it wouldn't. Listen, you mentioned it already. Uh, let's just, and for those that don't pay attention, maybe to the, the semis in the early parts of these playoffs and they wait for the finals, Jokic is, he he's the best center in basketball right now. You, you said he's not just playing well. He is the best in the paint right now, and AD has nothing on him, and it's going to be fun to watch. All right, Tony Finn uh, kicking it uh, with us. Uh, going back to the uh, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, uh, Paul Pierce. Did you know what yeah. he was talking about? Like t- talking about being a bunch of jerks. Those guys were intense, though. Like they were, they were on the same page. I think that's the best way of putting it with the Clippers. The Clippers guys, like you're all badasses and stuff, but like, you all individually wanted to win, but you weren't all on the same page. I think that's the best way of putting it. They just, 
they weren't all on the same page. Um, so you, it sounds like you think the Lakers are, are going to win uh, the series. What about uh, Miami and uh, Boston? Where Where is this series going from here? I think it's going to be more of what we saw. A hell of a lot of close games. Yeah, I played. I, I kind of approach series as I approach the game. And people always ask me, how do you bet series? So I, I invest in series. It's all about what's up next. And today I liked Miami for a couple of reasons. Not because I think that they're, you know, if I had to choose, uh, draft three players from each team, not that I would take Miami. Uh, I would probably take Bam and, and uh, I might, you know, I, I might – uh, mess around a little bit there, but look at what Boston has. They have a, a young core that's that's going to be really good if they can stay together. But I played Miami and was fortunate today. And, and the truth is, Miami was on a week of rest, uh, and those those guys are athletic and they're a little older. So I gave them the edge after that Toronto Boston series. Who could blame Boston for being a little bit of uh, a little bit yeah, of a letdown? Good point. Yeah, no, after after a draining series, new 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 team after seven games. You're right. It's always tough. Remember, Denver got run out of the building actually. Uh, in, in a spot like that. All right, Tony, we'll take a quick break. We'll, we'll keep you for a couple minutes on the other side. During this commercial break, think about a college or an NFL game you want to give us on the other side uh, that's going to win this week. Portraits late night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait late night continues. Just for the record, for you, a story in 2010. Lakers beat the Celtics four games to three. 2008, um, Celtics beat the Lakers four games to two. 1987, Lakers win 4-2. 1985, Lakers 4-2. 1984, Celtics uh, 4-3. And then we go back uh, into the 60s. Um, so a great, great rivalry. Uh, over the years that you know the NBA would like to get. I don't think they're going to get it, though. Um, I don't. I think Miami are going to win the series against Boston, and I'm not so sure the Lakers are going to beat the Denver Nuggets, but uh, we've talked about basketball all night. Before we let Tony uh, Finn go, and you can find uh, Tony on uh, Twitter. There's not a lot of Tony Finns uh, out there at Wager Talk, so you can find him. <laughs> and it's always a pleasure, uh, Tony. And you can find him over at Wager uh, Wager Talk uh, TV. But uh, Tony, so I asked, what's a co- you have a college game for us or an NFL or both if you got a bonus? Uh, but one or the other, give, you know, if you can, give us a, a college football winner or an NFL football winner. What do you like this week? Well, I have I can give you both. We'll start with college. Let's start with college. Let's start with what uh, Georgia Tech was able to do at Florida State or. This weekend, uh, as 14 point, essentially 14 point underdogs. If you watched the game, you never would have thought they had a chance until the second half, and they just did enough defensively. But this is a, this this is they go into week or I should say week three now. They go into it against a team that's uh, un, again we'll talk about unheralded. We'll talk about a team that flies under the radar, uh, and that's UCF. And and this is a, this this team is just. Good 
They're just good. And this is a big letdown right now for for a, a spot for Georgia Tech per se. If you look at the number, there was sevens, minus seven, basically Georgia Tech getting seven points in this. I don't believe it'll stay there. There's a few spots you can get a seven. It's up to seven and a half, so uh, it's coming off that key number, and I think it'll climb. I think by game time you might even see a, a nine or nine and a half. And that simply, that will be an adjustment by the oddsmakers for teasers, even even in college, surprisingly. Uh, if, if you're playing teasers in college, I don't do such as as far as that goes. But but Georgia Tech still, uh, they're they're a they are a team that's learning on the job. New coach, second year coach. They've gotten away from what they were famous for, much like the military school, the armies, navies, yep. the triple options, and now they're more of a traditional team. Um, and they just the defensive line did such a good job last week against Florida State, bothering, um, bothering their young quarterback. And and again, a new coach in Florida State. Again, it just seems to be a theme here, Gabe. And that is, if you look in the NFL, I think they were one and four. First year coaches in the NFL in week one were one and four straight up. Um, we talked about one of those games last week when I told you Carolina was a live dog. Well, Vegas ends up covering that game by one point. You know. What, who was the winner? That? So, look, who was the winning coach then out of the new ones? Because I was thinking about it. I talked about it the other week. So, look, Matt Rule didn't cover. Close. I was on Carolina, too. Close, right? We got three plus three. They lose by four. So, Matt Rule, first game, loses. Stefanoski and uh, and uh, whatever, Stefanoski or whatever in, in Cleveland loses. So, 0 and 2. McCarthy loses. Correct. 0 and 3. Judge Correct. loses and yeah. does not cover. 0 and 4. Who's the one that covered? You say one and, and four. I'm thinking. Now I, I, I don't all, think there is one. There is there. I don't think there is one. Uh, there is, and, and now of course that you've asked me and put me on the spot, it's absolutely escaped me. But I, while we're talking, it'll just come right to me. I mean, I guess we'll punch it up and look it up real quick. But but there was I looked at it because I'm looking for common themes while I'm doing some, you know, what we learned in NFL in week one, and and it, there was one first year coach that won, and, and of course you're killing me now, Gabe. Uh, um, but there was one, and I want to say it was Ron uh, Rivera. Oh, I think who it was. It was Ron Rivera. That's right. It wasn't. He's not really a new coach. But Washington, who was probably yeah, the biggest public there, underdog. I didn't want to leave you hanging. I like it. You were looking. I want to leave you hanging. Ron Rivera. Good point. Good point. Ron Rivera won. <laughs> he's not a new coach, but yeah, he's a new coach. Right. Listen, if we McCarthy, I get right. it too. McCarthy's not really a new coach, but he's a new coach. But yeah, Ron Rivera, only guy that won. You're right. There's a theme there. And listen, I like where you're going with this. And you're right, Tony. Let's not forget, Florida State were up 10 nothing right at the half in that football game. They fell apart like they always yep. do. I think I think you're on to something. I like yes. your pick a lot. And Tony Finn is correct. One in four. Ron Rivera gets the win. Good call, Finn. <laughs> Gamble. Riverboat gambler on. Yeah. yeah river, riverboat yeah. Ron. I, I, listen, Washington. Well, what's that speak to? And I, you know, we could we could talk for hours and hours, Gabe. But that that NFC East, um, when Dallas lost on the road and Philadelphia folded like a, a wet towel, the only the only team that wins in that division is because they're playing each other, and that was Washington beats Philly at Chicago. You know, it, it's a that's a that's the same old song and dance right there in the NFC East. Does it continue, or what's is that? it just sort of a? It's a weird year this year in sports. We're seeing I upsets and stuff like that. I do. You know. Maybe they don't completely suck oh, in this division. Oh. You know, Philadelphia could lose to the Rams. <laughs> they could easily be 0-2.
I, I think it continues. If, if you like Dallas, you have to. While McCarthy, while that system isn't as complex as it was the first two or three years in Green Bay, it's still a system that's that's new to to this team. And and I think it's it, at best case scenario, you're going to have to wait three or four games before before Dak and that crew completely comprehend, grasp, put their arms can put their arms around it and and execute it. So it was no surprise that this team lost in LA uh, they're not they, you know they're not chopped liver so i think you saw a big move already philadelphia you know the rams are traveling to philly this weekend the, philly opens up as a 3 point favorite i think 3 or 4 point favorite and now you're looking at rams being a minus 1 and a half in that game because people believe what i'm telling you and, and what you're questioning and that is is this division that soft i think they are yeah you know it's crazy talking about over reactions from week 1 all right tony so We'll get you out of here on this. So what's the NFL game uh, you like? You th- Listen, also, Lima, we should note, guys, Cowboys are down to four and a half right now uh, against the visiting Atlanta Falcons, yeah. four and a half. I don't know. Jerry Jones isn't letting on, on exactly how many fans are going to be there. There is going to be fans. They're, they're selling tickets. I think he's just going to see how many tickets he actually can sell. Uh, you know, people are going to go, et cetera. But uh, what's the NFL game, Tony? We'll get you out of here. We appreciate you joining us. Well, quickly, we'll just, I'm going to go back to the game we talked about, at least the team we talked about, and that's Vegas. I think they're overvalued. They, they're going to celebrate the opening of that Allegiant Stadium with no fans, zero fans, and they're going to do it against the Saints team that didn't play very well last week. It's going to miss, it looks like they're going to be missing their top receiver in Thomas, but the long story short is um, they beat a Clareline team, Gabe, that was 0-8. They finished the last eight games of last season losing every single one new coach this year. And Last year, Vegas didn't beat a team over 500. They're, of their seven wins, not one of those teams was over 500. One was 500, and against playoff teams, they lost by an average of 20 points per game. This is a spot where the Saints, you're already seeing a two-point a two point move in that. opens four and a half, now six and a half, and I, they're not in this game. They're a young secondary. Even without Thomas, Breeze is going to pick this team apart, and, and I think they're fortunate not to have fans in the stands because it would, it's a bad optic uh, if you're going to have 80,000 crazy, drunk Vegasites uh, in that stands and they lose like that. Wow. Without, and, you know, we didn't even get to Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas is going to be out for like up to yeah. maybe like three weeks or so. Fantasy football shaker right there right. on a stupid play late in the game in which his ankle got rolled up. On a Camara run and a touchdown, they really didn't need. It was one of those weird deals uh, late, late in a football game. Tony Finn, wager talk. Great stuff as always, uh, Mr. Finn. I know you had a good uh, first week of the NFL. Keep up the good work. Thanks for uh, joining us. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. There's a uh, Tony Finn uh, with his great stuff uh, with Tony Finn uh, tonight on the program. Appreciate uh, him joining us. Um, we asked you guys on Twitter, Sports Rage Poll, what new new thing in sports would you like to see become the norm? They talked about the World Series, neutral field, uh, seven-inning doubleheaders, uh, first round of a five-game series like they did in the NHL. You want that in the NBA? Monday night football doubleheaders getting a lot of love. 64% of you want Monday night football doubleheaders all the time. Merrill said, hell yeah, uh, bringing it on. With uh, with double Monday Night Football doubleheaders, and it's almost going to seem kind of bare with only one. That's actually that uh, Raider game, Saint game that Tony was just talking about. You know, I listen. I love Tony Finn, and I get his angle, but I'm going to respectfully disagree. I think the Raiders are better than people are giving them credit for. 
Um, yeah, Carolina have a decent offense, and they put up some points. But Josh Jacobs is the real deal. Carr is better because he knows that you know he's got pressure on him. They've got they've got some talent there. Yeah, there's no fans, but Drew Brees' arm strength is to be questioned right now, man. It really is. Like, you know, he really is having a hard time throwing the ball down the field with accuracy and zip. They're going to be looking to run the ball. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Camara's going to get a lot, you know, they're going to run the ball a lot. But getting six points, I think the Raiders can hang. No Michael Thomas. And, and listen, yeah, listen, though, we, one thing we can say, and no Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas didn't really have an impact on the game last week either, and they won and covered, right? But I think the point spread's a little high right now at six points, personally. But we appreciate Tony Finn's opinion and him joining us. Uh, on Twitter, you guys, um, on Twitter, you guys are uh, saying seventh inning doubleheader game should stay. People like the seventh inning doubleheaders. Uh, Kyle in Atlanta likes the man on second base. And a lot of, you know what? I don't actually hate it either at this point. I wouldn't want to decide a playoff game like that, but I've almost come to live with it uh, already. This is an interesting one from, uh, from, uh, Frank. Frankie Wise guy says he likes this 18 playoff format in baseball. That's actually a good, uh, a good topic. You know, dude, do you like it? I complained about it a lot, but I'm often wrong. I'll often complain about things, and then two years later, I'll be like, ah, you know what? I was wrong. Um, You know, we were talking about that with college football. I remember hating the BCS. I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. We're going to do computers. And after, we were like, man, these computers are pretty smart. (laughs) Computers get it right. They're better than humans. They have no emotion. Um, The baseball stuff, I think it's a little excessive. I think we can find common ground. I think we can find common ground um, between it's too much at 16. You know, there's there's got to be a better balance. Can we go like 12, 14? I don't mind an expanded playoff. I think it's a little excessive. It's a little excessive. From, you know, going, you know, 10 to 16 is a little much. You know, let's go 10 to 12, 10 to 14. Let's I like it. I like it having a little little more teams involved in this, but right now it's almost like, oh, it's a big game. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. So what? Do the six seed or the three seed? You know what I mean? Does it matter? You know, like imagine if not everyone made the playoffs, suddenly now the Yankees would be panicking. Right? And it would be like, wow, the Yankees might not make the playoffs. Now it's like, well, yeah, the Yankees just, you know. And another thing is too, on in a year like this. The seeding doesn't really matter. There's no home field. You can argue it matters on who you play after the fact, but when you consider there's no home field, teams aren't panicked about it. A good example is the Dodgers and San Diego right now. These guys are battling for a division. Imagine if it was like for real battling for a division. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's like, yeah, if you win, you're the one seed. If you lose, you're the two seed. And a one seed and two seed in which we already know the games are being played on a neutral field. <laughs> so it's basically the color of jersey. All right? Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. We're the two seed and we're playing in Texas. So whatever. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? What difference does it make? It makes no difference. Sports rights late night continues. Like,
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrays late night. Dodger fan on Twitter. If the Dodgers win a division, they play a best of three series. If the Dodgers don't win a division, they play a best of three series. Honestly, who cares about the standings? That's the problem that they took away, like the drama here a little bit. Right? Like the San Diego LA battle for first place. Like it normally would mean something. Where's the game going to be played? Oh, if you don't win, you're a wild card. That's the thing that I don't understand with his baseball format this year. <laughs> there, there should have been some sort of reward. Like, come on, man. Like, winning division and you're playing a three-game series out of the gate. But the baseball season is uh, is rapidly coming to a close. And once again, as much as we complain, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. And let's just be real here. Not a lot of talk show hosts uh, will say this, but I do because it's so rare that I am wrong. (laughs) But think about the things that we've bitched about uh, that that turned out to be cool. Uh, We bitched about, like, when the NBA announced the whole thing about the play-in tournament, and, oh, there's going to be a play-in tournament, and if you get to it in three and a half games, we're like, what the hell is this? Well, you guys do this for Zion? What what is it? What what, what, what do you guys even come? What is this? This is the stupidest idea ever. Then it plays out, and we watch the Phoenix Suns go 8-0. We're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Remember about the NBA All-Star game? We all said the same thing. Why are you doing this Elam ending thing? That's another thing, too. I wish we got more. We had so much to talk about tonight. Like, How about the Elam ending in the NBA? So remember the Elam ending is like what they did in the NBA All-Star game. They they added 24 points to the, to, to the score, and that was the set number. And you know, and then, and then whatever team to that number first wins, and they did that in the basketball tournament this year. Remember when they played for a million dollars that basketball tournament this summer on ESPN during the pandemic? They had to play with the Elam factor, and it was great. At least a high drama at the end. I'm not opposed to change, and it's almost like now, in this pandemic, with everything up in the air, if you're going to change things, now's the time to actually do it. We're out of here. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.